You're listening to the TNT Effect, the Athletes Podcast. This is the podcast where athletes discuss their journey and sports professionals talk about how they support these athletes. I'm your host, Dr. Tierra Roll. Let's get into today's episode. Today's guest is a best-selling author, two-time TEDx speaker, and host of the Beyond the Ball podcast. He serves and supports student athletes and young professionals across the country who believe in self-investing, building a legacy, and creating the life and business of their dreams. He strives to add value to each and every audience that he has the opportunity to share, making certain that they leave with tangible strategies for success. He has been featured on CBS News and has spoken to hundreds of thousands of students ranging from elementary school to college. Some of his previous clients include the University of Texas, Texas A&M, Vanderbilt University, the University of Louisiana Monroe, Baylor University, UConn, and so many others. So please welcome Jonathan Jones. Hi, Jonathan. How are you today? I'm doing well, Dr. Tierra. How are you doing? I'm well. So um, I see that you've spoken at Baylor University, and I actually have a cousin who's a men's basketball coach, um, assistant coach at Baylor. So maybe you've come across him at some point. Maybe, I don't know. His name is Jared Nunes. I don't know if okay. that name sounds familiar. No, it, it, it doesn't sound familiar just yet, but I, but I feel like I'm going to get to know him very soon. <laughs> I mean, maybe if you look up a picture, I don't know if you, um, have you had the opportunity to work with the men's basketball team at all? No, I, I have not had the opportunity to work with the men's basketball team uh, as of yet, but I love what they're doing with their program as I've always, you know, been, been a big fan of, of Baylor as well as, you know, just the big 12 as a whole. So I think they're, they're doing some phenomenal things and, you know, I'll, I'll continue to watch. Okay. All right, so let's break down all of that I just said. <laughs> Walk us through, uh, you know, what you do, what that looks like, your expertise in that area of working with student athletes and young professionals. Certainly, certainly. So um, for me, really, where it all started, if you will. So, you know, I, I started speaking in regards to going back to my alma mater, which was Richland College. And during this time, this, this is a junior college. And, you know, I went, I went to the school, I said, I want to speak. And they're like, Jonathan, well, what? And I was like, well, I want to speak. And they're like, well, what are you going to speak about? And I said, I don't know, but I, I just know I want to speak. And, and then from that point, you know, then uh, the, the director of the programs, she kind of helped me understand that I need to get a little bit more tighter in my messaging. And, and understanding that from that point, that was when things began to like get more so aligned because I started working with their male achievement program. And then later uh, to earlier this year, is when I began to, you know, really start working with and partnering with uh, student athlete development departments. So really partnering with student athletes and helping them holistically, right? So helping them understand mental health strategies, helping them understand personal development, professional development, soft skills, and, and things like that. So that, like, that's where it really started with my alma mater. And I think this is so amazing because, I mean, that's really when my life started, really, just in regards to me understanding, you know, like what life would look like for me, because, um, you know, leading up to this point, I will gratefully say that Richland College has been a stepping stone and it's been foundational in my life. So she helped you or told you that you need to make your message tighter. What steps did you take or what was that process like for you to, you know, hone in on that message, you know, be able to deliver it in a way that's that's uh, receivable and as well as presented in a way that's, like you said, tangible. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it, in, initially, you know, 
it, it was it was it was so general with, with me just wanting to speak just, just like somebody saying i want to be a doctor it's like okay well what type of doctor would you like to be because there's the surgeons that work on your brains and there's the surgeons that, that might work on you know your feed and then there's all of these different type of uh categories or arenas one can fall into so from that point then i just began to focus and really hone in on who i wanted to serve and why i wanted to serve them and at that time it was really working with the young men so i started focusing on working with male achievement programs or you know the minority male initiatives that were on different campuses that was how i went about ultimately identifying who it was i wanted to work with but then the other part just in regards to tightening up the message I, I can never identify who I want to help and who I want to serve unless I know what their pain is or what problem they need solved. And for them at that time, in which I still believe that's the goal for the male initiative programs, it's to help increase the graduation rate, right? So help them around career readiness, help them around life skills, and help them with strategies that can be applied. And then they can see some level of success from applying those things. So ultimately, that would be the route that I would say that I took just in regards to, you know, helping them be developed and also helping me hone my message. So your why, um, two things in it. Why, why male athletes or just young males in general? And then also, what is your why, that deeper why and the meaning um, that led you to choose your audience and also do what you do now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are, those are two good questions. Two why questions. Okay. So um, just, just in regards to why I chose the male initiatives initially, first and foremost, I am a firm believer that we all have a few moments in our life that shift the trajectory of where we will end up or what we will become. And understanding, as I look back over my life, I can think of there have been so many male influences that my mother, as well as my father, have strategically placed in my life. So understanding that I wanted to be that influence for, for some of those young men, for some of them, especially at the junior college level, because for me, my story, I struggled. I, I, I was in some of those same classrooms, in some of those same situations, and I was struggling, struggling very well, but I was struggling <laughs> here. I was struggling. So I wanted to go back and if anybody was struggling, then I wanted them to know that you still can make it through. So, so my why at that time was really just focusing on working with these young men to show them what's possible and, and let them know and also affirm inside of them that they can do it. So that, that would be the general push. And overall for me, what is my why? My why is really just to encourage, to teach and to inspire individuals. I, I like to say individuals just because, I, I mean, whoever can fall in this category that falls into it, Typically, you know, I partner with colleges, universities and things like that. But, you know, there's other people that could that could be inspired. But I, I believe that I'm called to do those things to help people reveal what might have been unseen to the untrained eye. Because I think so often each and every one of us has certain gifts, certain talents and certain things that we're really skilled at. But at the same time, we don't necessarily value it or we truly don't understand it. So we don't take the time to, to hone those things or those skills or those crafts. So I'm here to just encourage people to identify what that thing is and help them sharpen that knife, sharpen that tool, and you know, then just really see how they can win in life with that thing. And so your message, when you're going to the different audiences you mentioned are in your bio from elementary school to college um, and even young professionals, um, maybe even post-college, what type of message are you providing to each of those audiences? Because that's a, a, a huge gap 
between your elementary school and your young professional. The message that you're giving to each one of those groups, what is that message? Oh, okay, okay. So that that's a tremendous gap. Yeah, that's a tremendous gap. And um, the way that I would just really answer that is, so with, with understanding that working with each age group, just as well as if anybody worked with any client in any arena across a life spectrum, right? There, there are different things that are gonna appeal to different people. So when I had the opportunity to read a book because I read a book to a pre-K um, group of children, it probably was, I don't know, 50, 75 of them, I'm not sure. But I, I was reading a book and I was going through reading the book thinking about how I would have wanted the book to be read to me when I was a child and remembering how my mother read books to me when I was a child as my father as well. So that, that was how I really engaged them because I wanted them to come on the journey and I really just had fun with it. I was just getting big and doing all these different things with these motions. So that, that's one way, you know, I, I, I engage them, but then on the college level or, you know, working with student athletes and young leaders, et cetera, then it's a little bit different because there's certain stories that I'll share with them that I would never share with the pre-K group of students. Ultimately, the messages are really customized based on the audience and then based on the objectives that the people are looking to accomplish. You know, then that's how I really dive in and that's how I really attack those messages. And that's how I really seek to serve and support those audiences because, you know, there, there's no one size fits all for speaking. And I just believe that people should receive something that's unique for them packaged, presented, and ultimately just gifted in that way. So that's how I typically operate when it comes to uh, putting together presentations and things like that. So it's kind of like you have to also um, learn those teaching skills as well, because you have to figure out, okay, um, the different ways that people learn. But in this way, you, like you're teaching, but you're also just speaking or motivating. But like you said, with the different audiences, you have to figure out what they like. But at the same time, be true to yourself. As you mentioned, how you would have wanted books to be read to you when you were younger. So you got big and animated. So definitely bringing the two together, the audience, what they need, as well as who you are um, as, a, as a human being, as you know, on a personal level, professional level, level as a speaker. So that's good. Now, what are some of the major challenges, if any at all, that you face working with these different groups? Mm, wow. Um, the, some of the major challenges I, I would say would really fall into the realm of just me mental health. And, 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 I, and I say mental health is one of the biggest ones and I always lead with that, uh, just in regard to thinking about the challenge, just because especially like where we are now, just in life with things that are happening with social injustice, things that are happening just around politics, things that are happening with individuals now being in places and spaces to where they might not never see these type of people in any other area or facet of their life outside of like a school or like a library. There, there, there are certain places where you interact and you ultimately engage with people that you, know, you wouldn't otherwise. So uh, understanding just around mental health, I, I think that's one of the biggest challenges just because people now are being put in people are almost being forced to be in uncomfortable situations. And then they have to answer the question of how do I cope with this? And they may not have the skills. They may not have the tools. They may not have had any training around this subject matter. So, you know, if anybody's anywhere and you're trying to figure out, okay, if I'm in Dallas, how do I get to New York, but I don't have a map and I don't have a GPS, that's going to put you in a tough situation. 
So I, I think that's where a lot of us are right now in regards to our mental health. We're trying to get to a place to where we can feel whole. We're trying to get to a place to where we have peace. But at the same time, we don't know how to get there. So mental health is, is, is always a, a big one, as well as the fact of somebody being prepared for their next phase of life, right? Where, wherever, wherever that might be and whatever that could look like. I think that's one of the biggest challenges because sometimes we may not be equipped for, for what's next in life, or we may not understand that a lot of the key, a lot of the skills, a lot of the, the tricks, and a lot of just our overall gifting, I, I would say that we've been blessed with and the experiences and opportunities that we've had. Sometimes we don't realize how certain skills can be transferred from the field, the pool, or even the golf green to the corporate arena. But if we never thought about that or took the time to really unpack what that looks like and what that could be, then I think that puts us at a challenge as well. So those would be two that, that I would that I would really say. And how are you tackling those challenges? Because 2020 has been hard, very hard for so many people. So with audiences, they come to you, everybody's baggage is exponentially heavier this year. So how are you helping them navigate through all of that? Yeah. So, um, so one of the, one, one of the biggest things that, that I, uh, really, really love doing just around, you know, just, just the mental health arena is, you know, just, just sharing some tools. Like there, there, there are some tools that, that people can easily access, like, you know, by way of our, our phone, you know, they have, they have meditation apps, they have the calm app, uh, they have headspace, you know, that those are just a few. And then outside of that, then there's just some some breathing exercises that, that individuals could do. So taking, utilizing and incorporating those within like a presentation and within a workshop, showing people and walking people through the practice and then, you know, letting them know if this one works for you, keep it. If it doesn't, then, hey, you know, try something else. But I think that's the space for, for, for me personally, just around mental health. I know when it comes to me being stressed or me just needing to take a break from whatever might be worrying me at the time. Sometimes I just go outside. I'll just take a walk. I'll just let the sun just beam on me a little bit. I'll just breathe the fresh air. And then, I mean, I, I may move on or depending on the day, I might turn on the TV and just sit there and watch, watch a couple of episodes of Netflix. If I'm just not feeling the day. And I mean, you know, I just need to do something different Then you know, that that's what I'll do. So, I think that's the biggest piece is giving people tools, but also being real, right? Just sharing my personal experience, sharing what I've tried, sharing where I've been and sharing what I've done so that I can speak to it with truth and with power. And I'm glad you mentioned that because as someone who serves others, you and you pour out, you pour out and pour out, but you have to make sure that you are filled up in order to give and to serve others. So, you know, doing what you have to do to make sure that you are more than capable to be there for the people who rely on you to help them through their, their tough times or even in the good times, just to make sure they stay on track. So hats off to you. Cause sometimes, you know, we as servants or healthcare providers or, or whatever it, your profession may be, sometimes we can be like the worst <laughs> patients, you know, and you, you want to be able to, um, you know, if you're telling other people, to do certain things, you need to make sure that you're actually doing what you need to do or being that person. Agreed. I'm glad that you are <laughs> you are walking the walk and not just talking to talk. <laughs> <laughs> certainly, certainly. I mean, we, we, we have to. And the reason I say that is because I did a I did a, a webinar just around, 
just mental health and some strategies for you know the the individuals who coach these student student athletes and these student leaders and then i asked them i was like i'm just curious how many of you all you know have a self-care regimen and the majority of them said no and then after that i said well why not they said i know what i'm supposed to do but they said i just don't do it and i was like okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know it you know what and the hardest thing is if the person you're trying to help calls you out, <laughs> mm. that is hard. That's a tough pill to swallow. Definitely want to be who you are um, speaking about or encouraging someone else to be. All right. So we talked about challenges. What are some of your rewards or the rewarding benefits of what you do? You know, the whether it's people being just grateful for helping, for you helping them and and just the gratitude uh the good feeling that you get from <laughs> helping someone, mm-hmm. someone achieve their goals. What, what does that look like for you? Uh, yeah. So for me personally, just in regards to the, the fulfillment is, is the biggest piece of it all. So I, I, so I would say the fulfillment and then even, you know, hopping on Instagram and then seeing somebody shoot me a DM and this might be, you know, like a young man. Cause I actually had a young man shoot me a DM the other day. And this is, it's a young man I met at, at, at a high school leadership seminar and I spoke and, you know, he came and, and we, we talked and and then we just stayed in touch. And then, you know, now him sharing with me that he's he's getting into real estate and he's getting becoming a real estate investor. I'm like, wow. You know, just to like see see these individuals at one stage of life, maybe a high school student, maybe a college student, whatever, and then have these aspirations and then later see them down the line achieving and striving after those things. You know, that that that's the biggest piece for me. If, if there's anything that I ever said to anybody and then they applied it and then they were able to see a level of success i mean i'm all for it and i believe that you know everybody hears multiple messages and different things so i can't i'm not saying i'm here to take credit for you know successes that anybody has because you know there's many people that invest in our lives along our journeys but at the same time i mean just understanding that if i played a part in that if i was an ingredient in that recipe great if i wasn't great but either way i just want to see people be successful I want every Dr. Tier, I want everybody to win. I want everybody to win. I know it's not going to happen, but I just want everybody to win because it's possible. But that's it for me. In that little piece that you just spoke of, um, that it building that relationship and keeping in in touch. How do you build those relationships where they can trust you? Um, I know you're a lot of times your first contact is going to a speaking engagement, and then after that, like, how does that trust develop? Is it more just Oh, he heard you speak, and then he was like, "Okay, let me." That was impactful. Let me DM DM him or something like that. Like, how do you help uh, build those relationships with those students? Yeah, so I mean, I, I think I think they develop different ways. Um, so for me here lately, I'm getting really, really engaged and really connected just with you know wherever I speak, and I always put my social media handles up there and stuff like that. And you know, sometimes after, well, I mean, I've been doing this lately, but after like presentations, if if the people follow me, then I'll, you know, I'll shoot them a follow back and then I'll just reach out, send them a D a video DM, say, Hey, thanks for following me. You know, thanks for checking out the, th- thanks for being active and engaged in the presentation. And I always let them know. I say, if I can be a resource in any way, please let me know. And then they'll be like, okay, sounds good. And then, you know, later down the line, somebody might reach out to me and then they might ask me to, you know, do a speaking engagement at their school or somebody might ask me, you know, can I hop on a call with them and just talk them through some stuff? 
So I, I, I think that's how the relationship develops over time, just being flexible, just being a person, right? Just being human, because there, there's some people out here, you know, people are hurting and, you know, you might see people with certain platforms and might think that they're unreachable or untouchable or whatever it might be. But at the same time, I mean, I, I don't want people to feel like I'm that person. I don't want to be that person. I, I want to be a man of the people because I am a man of the people. So, you know, that that's how I build the relationships. I reach out Instagram DM, Twitter DM, you know, I let them know, hey, reach out to me if, if, if you need me. So that's how I like to go about it. And, you know, I, I really try to be a resource and really try to stay connected because, you know, as, as I get older and as I get more connected, as they get older and more connected, they might need a job somewhere or they might want a letter of recommendation somewhere. And if we've been connected all this time and I can speak to your character, I can speak to your integrity, I can speak to your work ethic, then, I mean, it's easy for me to write a letter of recommendation. So that's why I just try to stay connected. Cause once again, I want everybody to win. And if I can write a letter of recommendation for you and that gets you a job, then great. So right, exactly. That's, that's my thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. And outside of you being uh, personally being a resource, what other resources do you offer that people can get a hold of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you for asking. Thank you for asking. Um, so uh, one is, is my podcast. So I started a podcast. It's called Beyond the Ball. And, you know, this is this is a platform that I've been utilizing specifically to be a resource for student athletes and the staff that serve them. And the focus is stories, strategies and successes. So just showing showing athletes different avenues that, you know, they can tap into and different things that they can pursue. So that, that's one resource. Also, I have uh, my, my first book that I wrote. It's entitled Process, 14 Surprisingly Simple Behaviors to Skyrocket Millennials to Success. And you know that, <laughs> huh? What'd you say? That's a mouthful, okay. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it, it is. It really, it really is. It really is. Uh, but, but, but the book is much shorter than the title, okay? <laughs> the book is much shorter than the title. Uh, but the reason, you know, that that resource is, you know, it, it's an easy read book and you know, has self-reflection writing prompts towards the end to challenge people to think. And that's just the way I like to uh, put out put out content is, is to challenge people to think. But the last resource that, that I'll share, and I think people, I think everybody should, should grab this, but it, it's my, my free ebook. I just released it. Um, and it's just focusing on seven ways that we can better serve and support student athletes for post-college graduation. And, you know, that in, in that resource, I, I talk about just like what we shared a little bit earlier about mental health and talking about life skills. So those would be uh, great resources that I would say. I'm on YouTube as well, but everything about me or if somebody wants to book me, jonathanjonespeaks.com, that's where everything is. What are some tips that you would give student athletes? You know, those mm -hmm. tips that you would give those younger athletes who aspire to go, um, go to the next level. You know, they wanna go to the college level or professional level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so first would, would be uh, take time and, and truly invest in people. Like really invest in people and see every person as a human being. Because, I mean, we, we, all, we all know that, that, that you know, we, we, we see the head coach all the time. And, and, and there's individuals that we, we also may see, but they might not have the most desirable position. Maybe like your janitor, maybe like the lunch lady, maybe like whoever, right? Like people who have jobs and you see them. I, like, I mean, I would say just take time and connect with these people. And, you know, if somebody speaks to you, make sure you speak back. So investing in people would, would, would be the first one that, that I'd say. But the second one would be like, get, get, your, get your mental tight, right? Like, and when, when I say that, I, I'm, I just want you just to think for a second and think a little bit. 
about what is it that you need that makes you your best self? Is it going for a walk, like I said? Is it watching cartoons and eating a big bowl of cereal and just being able to laugh for a little bit? You know, is it hopping on the game and playing whatever game? So th th those would be two, two of the things that, that I think, and I'm gonna give you a bonus one, Dr. Tier. I'm gonna give you a bonus one. <laughs> and I think every student, I think everybody personally should have their own podcast. I'm a firm believer, I'm an avid believer. Everybody should have their own podcast because it gives you the opportunity to share your voice, share your opinion, share your thoughts, and then even, you know, just have fun with it. So th those would be the, the those would be the, the three tips that, that I would share. And I think, you know, student athletes could take those or even corporate athletes. Okay, so I like, uh, you know, the first two I really, really like. That's good, investing in people and getting your mental tight. The third one, what about those who aren't big on public speaking? Um, they, that's just outside of their wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, is a podcast really public speaking, you know, because you're, you're you got the microphone and you're in the privacy of your own home and you're not really talking to anybody specifically or directly in front of you. So, OK, OK, OK. Fair enough. Fair Don't enough. Go out there to the public. Right. I mean, <laughs> most likely. True, true, true. This is fair. This is fair. Okay. Public speaking. What kind of public speaking? Then I would say for them, just, just find something that allows you the opportunity to fail. Find something that allows you the opportunity to grow and find something that just provides the opportunity for you just to hone skills. And that's why I say podcast, because you can, first of all, Everybody is a failure at podcasting initially. And I only say that because the listens start at zero across the board, right? If we're talking zero episodes, zero listens, zero subscribers, zero, everybody. So you're starting off at, at ground level zero with everybody else because that's where every podcast started. The second reason is it builds and it hones your soft skills, right? The communicating aspect, uh, time management, setting up interviews, planning, and then even on the third piece, you have to do some advertising and some marketing. There's not many things that I, that I can think of, Dr. Tierra, that will, that will grow you like having your own podcast. So that's why, that, that's, that's why that's my thought. But, oh, just to, I didn't answer your question. I didn't answer your question. You said, what about <laughs> the people who are introverted and the people who, you know, yeah, I did answer. I said, find something that, that does those things. I mean, you, you can do, you can do, you always can do a, a blog if you want to write. Um, you know, if, if you're somebody who who can better share their thoughts in written form, then I would say do that because uh, Warren Buffett said the best way to increase your your net worth by 50 percent is by speaking or written communication. So, hey, you know, I, I mean, some people might be fearful of speaking. Some people might be fearful of writing. But if you want to increase your network by 50 percent, like Uncle Warren Buffett said, I mean, I, I hey, I. I I would say do one of the two, if not put both. Yourself out there, right? Eventually, eventually. Getting outside of that comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to like, like for you. How was it for you when you first started? When you first started your show, how was it for you? Um. So my very first episode, I actually just wanted to interview my cousin, who is a coach at Baylor, and I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna do the podcast thing, but it's not really my thing. I don't like speaking. I don't like being out there in front of people. Like, I don't really want to do all that. But um, after I did it, I was like, okay, guess I should start a podcast. <laughs> 
And so it started developing from there. And um, I mean, I still get a little nervous and everything, but it's, it, it is challenging. All those things you, you mentioned, like resonated with me, like setting up your interviews. You know, you have to contact people. Uh, you might get a no. You may not get a response from somebody uh, <laughs> about interviewing. So all these different things, it, it forces you to absolutely step outside of your comfort zone. You have to network. Um, you and I, we connected through an app. So, and you mm-hmm, say, yes, yeah. I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's do it. This was what, a few days ago. Mm-hmm. And here yeah. we are right now. So it worked out, yeah. but it's, yeah. um, you know, I, I still have like, you know, not a lot of listeners, but that's okay. It's still new. I only started it a few months ago. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, but I, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No. So, I mean, that that's basically what I was just saying. I mean, it's new and you were right. Like, in the beginning, like you have zero followers, zero listeners. You can mess up as much as you need to in the beginning um, because you don't have a large following. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you're that person who has a large following anyway, and then you start a podcast and put it out there and all of your followers decide they want to subscribe and jump in and listen. Mm-hmm. That's different. But at that point, they're already um, bought into what you do anyway. So if you do mess up, they probably don't care that much. <laughs> this, this, this is all very true. And so I had... I mean, I keep saying I had or I have, but it, it, I have another podcast. It's called Speak Your Success. And when I first started Speak Your Success, I was always looking at the numbers. I was trying to see how many people retweeted. I was trying to see how many people liked it. I was always looking at the numbers constantly. And then I began to realize as time went on, and I think I was two years down the line, then I started seeing the listens like double. I was like, oh, wow. Wow. I went from getting a couple of listens to now like four listens or this or that. Like, you know, whatever the numbers were. And I was like, man. So, I mean, I, like, I think that's the, I think that's the biggest piece when we become a lifelong learner in whatever area of life or whatever aspect that we decide to double down on, that's the area we're going to win in, but we have to decide to, I'm going to learn even when it hurts. I'm going to learn. Even when I lose, I'm going to learn. Even when it sucks, I'm going to learn even when I don't want to. And then doing those things, then we realize that, wow, I took this and applied it around growing a podcast, but now let me see how I can take this and then apply it in the corporate arena. Let me see how I can take this and apply it in a marriage. Let me see how I can take this and apply it with the child. It's that, that, that's, what, that's what I would say the definition of transferable skills really is, is just focusing on doubling down in one certain aspect or one certain arena, and then going from there and seeing how you can apply the same strategy somewhere else. Absolutely. And this allows you to be resourceful as well, because you may not have, you know, the best equipment or the fancy equipment and you just have to start small. Um, You may not have like a studio or a fancy microphone or whatever the case may be. You just figure (laughs) it out and (laughs) and go with it. This is true. This and that's and I think that's one of the biggest things, too, is you don't really need that. I was the person who I like the fancy stuff. I like technology type stuff. Right. And I like to have everything the way as the people, I like to have everything the same way as the people that I see on YouTube or the people I see on TV. And, you know, they got this super expensive studio. They have these super expensive microphones, but I didn't need all that. And, and, and I think, I think that's one of those excuses that we give ourselves permission to have sometimes it's like, Oh no, I got to get this. I got to get this ready. I got to get that ready. No, you don't. You just need to get started. That's all you need. That's the only get that you need. You need to get started. That's it. Exactly. So Yeah. A lot of times we we limit ourselves because we think we need this or we need that. And uh, I'm still guilty of it in some areas, but, you know, I'm I'm learning, I'm growing. (laughs) 
But um, yeah, so that's all I have for today. Um, anything else you want to throw out there? Any more tips or strategies of any kind? Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it really just, just comes down to people realizing their true identity. And, and I think that that's an area where some people may struggle, right? So, uh, I'm, I'm, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share, I, I like to call this the e, like S squared, right? So it's find a place where you can serve and then find a problem that you can solve. So it's serve and solve. And I think that right there will help a lot of people. I hope, hope it helps a lot of people because I think so, so often or so many times we're trying to figure out, well, what should I do? What should I be doing? What can I do, et cetera, et cetera. No, no, no. You just need to find a place where you can serve. And then when you serve in that place, you can see how you can try the experience on, see how it works for you. You're like, mm, I don't like that. I might need to try something else. Well, then you can serve somewhere else, but then you identify, you begin to cross out some things by process of elimination. And then when you identify after, after you serve so long, typically it might be in the same space or it might be in a variety of spaces. Then you ultimately identify, well, I've been serving here. So now I'm experienced. And I also have realized that this is a problem that I know how to solve because of my experience. So now you put those things together and now you can begin to hopefully monetize or even, I mean, just, just really help somebody by way of you operating within your why. So that would be the, the, the final tip that I have just to share is the S squared, find a place to where you can serve and find a problem that you can solve. And I think that will uh, help people get really, really far in life. You know what? That's the premise of this podcast. It's, something that I wanted to create to provide information just for those younger athletes and maybe even some professional athletes can benefit from it as well but just a resource because a lot of younger athletes don't have access to a lot of the resources that you would find um, the professional athletes have access to and so and and also by the time they become professional they've missed so many things that they could have learned along the way. So it's giving them the opportunity to learn from various professionals who work with athletes throughout their journey. And so hopefully they can, they can learn some things at an early age versus I'm here. I, I'm an elitist and I have to figure all this out within a short amount of time that my career is going to last because I need to figure out what I need to do post athletics. Yeah. And then also the last thing is identity. Yes, um, that is huge. You have to know who you are. And also, shameless plug, if you want to be reminded of identity, I do have a shirt, an identity shirt on my website. So you can go to www.thetnteffect.com and shop and get some of that merch. <laughs> very but, nice, um, very nice. Um, but thank you, Jonathan, so much. Thank you for tuning in today. And a special thank you to my guest. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit the subscribe button. To learn about the sports performance, rehab, and wellness services provided by Dr. Tierra, please go to www.thetntfect.com. You can also send questions to info at the And remember, a healthy athlete is a whole athlete.